So welcome to our weekly podcast. This is with Lord Ganesh and the Buddha team. Transcendence is the theme. So <laughs> transcendence is me, me, simply means that which is um, flowing and surpassing where you've already been. And it is something that can occur moment to moment in everyday life because everything we're about is integration and how you can constantly transform your life, whether you're expanding on your already happy existence or whether you're moving past a rocky phase in the journey of life. So transcendence within Lord Ganesh is because he is our epicenter of these podcasts at this present time, is all about connecting to the primordial isness, which is the primordial self, that which is connected to the cos cosmic consciousness all the time, even though there's dramas and there's, you know, life in other ways going on in everyday existence within your own journey, there's always that anchoring. And when we choose to transcend into that connectivity consciously, even though subconsciously it's always connected, it's running our own body, it's running the functions of our body, and so it goes on. But it's so easy to come out of alignment with that epicenter within that transcendental um, state. You know, sometimes when you're around, if you're um, if you're one of these people that loves to chant and you love going to satsangs or you love going you know, singing in the shower or you like being amongst others who love to chant because the vibration, if you're all coming from that centeredness of self, is really very empowering particularly if you've all come in a quiet space and you've let go of your day's um, flow and you've just focusing on the chant itself, then it's huge in um, sound frequency vibration from a sattvic nature. However, on a day-to-day -day basis, we're not always you know, able to get together with our friends or in a, in a bigger community because you've got work, family commitments, friends, other things going on in your life. So how do you connect to that transcendental state moment to moment so, you know, the, the stuff that goes on in our daily existence doesn't shove us, so to speak, out of that epicenter, especially when we've got self-doubt, because even when we're really a confident person and we're going to make some sort of change in our life, whether it's what you feel is being forced on you through circumstance or something that you you've come to that place within yourself, you think, no, today's the day, I need to change something. Or you've been in a, in a job environment or a relationship that you says, I just can't do this anymore. Because maybe one of you has changed or the environment at work's changed or, or whatever it is that you could be even going into your garden and think, well, that part of the garden's not working. I think I need to make a change. It could be anything. You know what it is for you. We can't define that for you how, and we wouldn't try. So how do you stay in that connectivity so you can really be the listener? And an example of that would be our own experience when we were helping out in a community nursery. And uh, we were thinking about, and we were thinking, we were thinking about a garden where we were planting out some natives and uh, thinking, oh, now do we, should we, in other words, should came up, should we, you know, what will we do to use as mulch? You know, do we go out and buy it? Do we go out and make it from whatever? Anyway, listening to the land around where these plants are going to be taken, there's a lot of leaf litter, a lot. Natural bushland has a lot of leaf litter. So the, the ground underneath those leaves is really usually quite moist unless it's been a very long time since there's been any rain. And we heard the land say, you know, no, 
use my mulch, use my leaf litter. Now, it sounds really simple because you only have to look around and you think, oh, I could use that. But when you've seen something for so long, sometimes your thinking process doesn't really connect to what's right in front of you. You know, have you ever come across that? Most of you have in life where, you know, the answer is always right in front of you. (laughs) It is because it's right in front of you. You know, you don't often see it because it's just there. And so we look beyond it. We're always looking beyond our own existence. That's why be it now and, and, and being in the now moment is such a force of empowerment because you're so present that you don't miss what's right in front of you. <laughs> Something to be aware of or not, depending on what where you're coming from. But transcendence and transcendental um, flow is at the core energetics of that very existence of being in the now. And when you're in the now, you're really in that epicenter of your flow. And the currency in that is vast. Like it's just a continuum. You can actually feel it. It's almost like you've been placed in a stream where there's rapids and that sort of thing. And then you can feel the force of the water element moving you downstream or along along the flow within the flow. Well that's the cosmic flow. And that is in this context transcendent transcendence and uh, and this is where often we talk about transcendental meditation it is that currency of flow and Maharishi always says that as well is that when you're free-falling in existence then it's almost like you've got this uh, balloon that's tied to you that's just gently helping you gently flow down into that transcendental state of consciousness yeah, so it's the air and ether element because we're very big on the elements and the dance of the elements and how they move through your physical form moment to moment that's an integrated flow in your um, daily activity, whether it's subconsciously done or consciously done. The more conscious we become, though, of something, the more we're aware of how we can shape our life rather than just leaving it up to providence. Um, you know, it's about connecting to the flow, therefore, Providence in yourself is, is at one moment in the flow of your journey while you're staying aligned and centered in it. So how do you how do you do that? Because we're in such a doing mode. How do we do that? You know, because you could sit there and meditate, uh, but you know, if you're easily distracted, then that's a really deep practice. <laughs> practice makes perfect whatever perfection is for a person. That's variable in itself. However, there's other ways to do it. So if you're a really active person and some people will say, well, to counteract that overactive self, then you want to find something that is a very um, static state. So you've got that balance of being overactive with that static state of existence. That way meditation sometimes works if you're one of these people who likes to sit in meditation. But other people like to meditate in the ocean when they go swimming or surfing or windsurfing or they like to immerse themselves in the mountains, bushwalking, um, and do an activity like that, whether it's bush regeneration or just enjoying the bushland, just sitting sitting by the billabongs or gorges or wherever. Um, other people might find skydiving is like that for you, you know, because you, you, you're so focused in the jump and then once you, you, you're skydiving and you're out and you're being held by the force of gravity until you pull that chute and then, you know, you float down to wherever you've got to land. So that in itself is another uh, way of expressing transcendence because it's that connecting as you flow. And by going down, it doesn't mean you're it's, – it's just coming down into the depth of the earth element. And the earth element isn't just the soil. It's the, the energetic stream of the earth element. 
So how does that, what is that in, in relationship to transcendence? Well, it's connecting. Transcendence is connecting energetically to the primordial essence within the flow that embodies transcendence because nature is always changing, but you are also nature, therefore you're always changing. Your physiological state is constantly changing. How it changes is up to you as to how your mental mind is, your emotional mind, your body is, and your physical form is in relationship to all of those things. And the harmony within the dance of the elements, all shapes a being of well-being <laughs> as a physical form. And that's with anything. Nature's the same. You know, when it's healthy and it's diseased free, then obviously it's very fruitful. Um, so there's there's a relevant relativity to all things in existence that's constantly mirroring each other. If we're once we're attuned, you start to see the interconnectedness all the time. That's also a form of transcendence. But we want to take it that little bit deeper, where Ganesh, Lord Ganesh is actually dancing within each person's muladhara, where you can feel the pads of his feet tapping away and some of you who are very um, clairaudient can hear the modicum going, that, that beating of the modicum and you can actually hear the sound waves of it and each one of you will hear it differently, there's not one way, as infinite is infinite does, infinite flows, so therefore there's never one exact way, there's no right way or there's no wrong way, there's just the way that it is for you which is going to always be perfect because you'll resonate with it back to transcendence in the Muladhara. So when you really embody the flow of understanding that the earth element is your cellular structure in that chakra or that energy center, but it's always connected through the infinity throughout the whole of your cellular structure, your body, your form, your mental, your mind, your etheric, when you allow the tapestries of light frequencies to share the breath of life with you, that is that that creates a transcendence of a different nature. It opens the windows or the gateways or the pathways, whichever term suits you, or you've got your own terminology, to your Ajna, your mind's eye, that's the embodied energy of the multidimensional realm. And that's something that's integrated to day to day because if you're stuck in a situation where it's full of mirth, you know, it's really heavy in your environment, it's in your circumstances and it's weighing you down and it's putting you into a different state of consciousness where you're not living your happiest self, then that's very weight weighty, you know, and it can feel really like you're stuck in mud. And stuck in mud can be fun because mud can be cleansing, it's purifying and all those things, but sometimes you feel like you can't move with it. So connecting to this state of consciousness, that epicenter of the earth element, your particles can resonate in the lightness within those tapestries, which shifts and connects to the soundness to sound frequency of a light nature. So your whole being, it's how the um, Isis and the, the, the team that were working on the pyramids created the form of the pyramids and how they all came together. It was within the embodied energy that was full of light tapestries of frequencies where the particles, there's no dense structure. You know, you pick up a heavy stone that's really heavy, <laughs> you know, almost back-breaking heavy. And, but those particles have a density. 
But those same particles can transform themselves within your own mindset of what they really are, rather than seeing them as a heavy structure. Actually feeling the light tapestries within that and you, your body merges with it energetically in a light tapestry frequency sound wave. And then in that nanosecond that you're connected on that frequency vibration, you don't feel the weight of anything. You become weightless and therefore you defy that sense of gravity. It's a really interesting thing. Some of you um, probably know people who've experienced that in a nanosecond of their flow. You know, they've had it, but it was so quick they almost missed the experience because it was fleeting. And then some of you will meet people who've had that experience and, in, and there's a few of you who, who will desire so greatly to experience that you simply will. For others of you, it's just simply the awareness that you can create your, you, you know, transcend the heaviness of your life into something more playful and light, yet still be, you know, you can still have a serious side to you or a serious nature that you think everything is purposeful in a way that you feel more solid with. But even a solid solidarity can have a sensitivity of lightness, which really brings the giggle back in life. You know, you can start to be more playful because sometimes we can get bogged down when everything's too solid. We can get very bogged down and very stuck and therefore we limit ourselves as to what knowledge is and we think that our way is the only way. It's like my way or the highway, <laughs> you know. But it's good, to, it's fun to be um, flexible because you're open to other people's concepts without needing to take them on board as your own, but being aware that people are all integral to the flow of existence. Therefore, everyone has something that they can contribute, even if you don't want to take it on as your own experience or expression. That is also another state of transcendental um, energetic flow. So let's go deeper again to the actual molecule that is at the centre of the muladhara. Let's focus on the one molecule. It's smaller than a toenail. <laughs> it's a good analogy, isn't it? Smaller than a toenail. It's a, it's a very light particle. You notice our tone went, went instantly quiet? And that's, that's energy. Energy creates a tone. You know, when we want to be dominating about over someone, our tone will change, right? It will become very forceful, <laughs> sometimes in an inappropriate way. <laughs> But, you know, sometimes that happens. But sometimes certain particles within our physical form will really resonate wholeheartedly with a very, very gentle tone, just as it resonates with a very gentle touch. And it can change moment to moment. That's also part of being transcendental in your flow. And it's recognising when all of a sudden you feel the quietness of existence, you know, because nature itself, as in the universal nature of life, has very quiet moments and it also has louder moments. Sound can rise and fall all the time and it goes in the waves, as we all have been made aware. And nature always flows and sometimes it meanders. And we ourselves, our contours of our own physical form has a meandering way. Our silhouette has a flow. It's not straight up and down. There are curves within that, whether you're male or female. You know, your nose creates a, a different curve, doesn't it? Your mouth creates a different curve. Your ears create a different curve. Your toes are creating a different curve as you they're undulating from the big toe to the small toe. So you can see how it's all mirrored. And the more we become consciously aware of that, the more our physiological memory bank starts to shift 
and we start to open up vortex of creation, vortexes of creation that will ignite a different um, recognition of the isness, you know, the all that is, whatever you want to cosmos, cosmos, God, whatever you want to call it, um, universal light source. There's so many words to describe the one, the oneness of the isness. We don't, we use any of them really, but you get what we're saying. And if you don't, that's okay too. So transcendence, when you come into that 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 almost minuscule point of reference, that has such a gentle nature about it. And it's seated within the muladhara. That's where it can sprout from. So just like when you look, you plant seeds in the garden and you start to see the green rise up, just that little bit, so too that's like within the muladhara. And it can shape the earth. So as we are the earth, so is earth the earth. And earth is doing that right now. It is actually formulating infinite new possibilities to create itself from. And in alignment with that, so are some human beings because their earth center is so aligned with that shift that it's oscillating in that way and in in some ways it's almost like some of the similarities of how the new earth book was written that it's a different evolution that you're moving into that different soundless to sound frequency vibration it's along the same neural pathways of the understanding of that and then expands on that again because everything is always expanded you know once we write something down um, then whatever you've gained from that's already been done and dusted and you're already then expanding on from that and it's not negating what you've learned from a particular reading or teaching or book or whatever or student teacher relationship it means you're always expanding and growing on from that that's the nature of existence in itself it's always sprouting um, new growth different evolutions and expanding on that again and again and again and so we're always learning we're always remembering we're always creating and we've got these infinite possibilities to create always within ahimsa do no harm and through that salcha that purity of um, the heart center and beyond because it's you know, the heart center within the physical organ, the muscle, is also a very conscious muscle. And it can it can um, pump according to our memory banks. So if we've had a slight, our, our heart as an organ in our body, physiological state, will the palpitations will change. So sometimes you might have had something in your experience in this day in, in life and you'll start to get these heart palpitations if you you know if that is a there's a memory trigger around something and maybe it was a discorded or maybe it was really an amazing experience that you just really thrived in your heart will pump a little bit differently same with if you connect with someone from some existence some of you who love the angelic kingdom and maybe there's a story around that or or just maybe your best friends and there's a story around that and your heart will almost leap you'll feel this this part of your body, this almost leap out to greet this this um, story of um, wonderment and joy and celebration. So every organ in your body has a consciousness. So when you speak kindly to that that consciousness within that physical organ, it will remain healed. And if it's feeling not itself and it's unwell, then the more we are kind to it, which is also being kind to the holistic uh particles of what we really are, even when we forget, then it will respond in kind. It will desire, just like trees want to stay alive, they want to stay alive, they want to thrive, you know, and if we allow that, 
they will. And if they're ready to go, they'll simply go back, die back, and they won't die. The energy will just go into the land itself, form its compost, living mulch, and so it goes on, and then sprout something new. Or be a beautiful bed for a seed to be dropped by a bird that's passing and then sprout something something else that organically. So our body is very much the same in that way when we're speaking kindly to our body because how often do we not like our body? There's always something to criticise. <laughs> for a lot of people there is, but really there isn't because no matter what we are, there's beauty within all of us and there's a beautiful form that's in existence if we just allow our visual to embrace it, you know, and variety is wonderful. It shares the diversity of an existence, so it's a beautiful mirror. So be speaking kindly to our, our organs and loving our organs no matter what. One of the things Ganesha always does with this body is when we're, you know, doing our own yoga practice, our own creating our own yoga flow, he will naturally kiss the physical form. He will just kiss it and embrace it and love it. Try it and see what happens. Someone comes in and watch you, you kissing yourself, but try it. It's amazing, and it's just that sense of touch. You know, even when we say we're moisturizing our skin, male or female, skin gets moisturized, right? <laughs> so we're moisturizing our skin. You can sort of slap it on. You know, people are in a hurry and they're slapping their moisturizer on because they've got to get out the door, or they just don't want to be bothered. They just know they've got to do it if they feel they've got to do it. But then, if you really take a moment. Breathe slowly and actually gently place the moisturizer on. Your skin will instantly go into a state of calm. Your nervous system will spring into alignment of physical calm, which will then have a knock-on effect, a flow-on effect. Your mind will become calm. And it happens in a second, less than a second actually, a little bit more than a nanosecond. But it happens that, that quickly. And But when we're not racing somewhere, we're more ready to be in that gifted party, you know, and really share that. Give it a go and see what you think. It's worth giving yourself that nanosecond of that experience. And some of you are into um, already looking after your body and, and take the time to do that. But even when we're drinking something, you know, very rarely do we actually stop. Take a deep breath and just really enjoy the functionality of drinking a glass of water. We do it because we know we've got to, or we do it because we've got to, we, we're thirsty, which means we're already dehydrated, you know. But it's experiencing the joy in everything. This is also transcendence. The more you become conscious of it, mindful of it, the more you can get from that whole experience. But most importantly, what happens to your cells, they respond to that. And they want to recreate themselves in a well state. Mentally, they're well Emotionally, they're well, and physically, they're well, and they're all it's an all encompassing flow. That's also another form of transcendence. So, coming back to this little particle within the Muladhara, so some of you are already experiencing it. So, now you can see from that little almost that little speck has now created this green like vines that are that, um, shoots from the seedling that are actually now moving all the way through your pelvic floor. And it's really gentle, right? You can feel it. It's this really gentle, almost like a caress and an embrace that's moving up through your body. And your body now is that, almost becoming that green limb within nature. And it's up 
Yep, immersing your face and your hair becomes, the strands of your hair are now particles of those different greenery, you know, and it's light, it's light. So now you're actually that part of nature that's of a different form. You're now, your form is now shifted. And whatever you stay in non-fear of that, <laughs> the more you'll feel your particles within your human form resonate. And this is where we come from with true sustainability. There's lots of things we can do. We can get tanks, solar power, wind power, all those things we can do. We can create infrastructures that have cross-ventilations and you can have lots of breezeways. So you've got your bricks and mortar side of sustainability. You can create things that only touch the earth lightly. You can use building materials. But go even deeper into a transcendental state beyond that. And we're always transcending in some way. Not The other things are very valid. But this is a difference. This is a depth of sustainability within your consciousness, within the cells. So, therefore, when you're actually the embodied energy that is nature itself, how you then choose to perceive when you create a dwelling, you realize that the dwelling that is most primordial to you is that connectivity of being that sapling. Physically, you're that sapling. And you can feel how you're photosynthesizing, you know, <laughs> as nature does every moment and creating your own oxygen. So you might want to do that exercise or activity or not um, many, many times until you feel really at ease with it and see what happens. It's really interesting. And it does, over, over your own experience, transform how you flow in everyday life because every, this is what it's about. Ganesh is very much in the moment, very earthed and very much about integration. So it's not something out there that you learn from some guru and, and all that sort of things, although that's beautiful. That's a beautiful exchange of energy. But it's something that you are already and he's really present to really share that joy and that wonderment and is always available no matter what your belief systems, whether you believe he's real or it doesn't really matter, it's a presence, it's an existence that's playful and fun. So call him in, ask, ask him. He'll be, he's, he is your friend in all manner and he's your lover, he's your brother, he's your sister, you know, if you allow it. So you're never, ever alone. And nature is always ready to re extend its limb. When we created the... Uh, design elements to create the Desert Stirt Peapod series and that is still evolving in itself. Uh, you know, that flower, that petal, which creates a pod, um, which was a beautiful biomimicry, but then on a different fr frame of reference, it's actually embodied energy within that construct of the Desert Stirt Pea flower, which is a, a native plant to Australia and really beautiful. But when the petals of that flower extend, it looks like it's actually reaching out to embrace you. And it's such a beautiful, it's such a tiny flower, and yet it's so powerful. It's so empowered that it has, It's even though it's tiny amongst these stratospheric high, um, and you know, high trees and uh, big trees and big plants, it's just this petite little thing that's so strong in its way. So it was a perfect thing for us to create a pod that's a dwelling that people could actually live in and, and, and be embodied energy within that. Because when we create dwellings, 
you know, that our physical form is um, living within, always connected to our natural world as nature. When you're using the architecture that nature is already designed and playful in playfulness, that whole energetic thread really transforms your cellular structure. So remember everything that we're embodied in, in Buddha and beyond that, it's, it's a name to describe and it actually means laughing Buddha, uh, has that sense of playfulness but it's also recognising that your physical cellular structure can transform itself moment to moment and really does all the time. And the more you transcend into that understanding of flow without hooking into one's, one belief system, one system of belief, then you're always able to expand in easement rather than feeling at odds with everything you move through in your life um, because we can effort, effortlessly manifest things when we are open to it. And trust, and trust is a, is a big part of that. So th when we looked at our design for the Desert Stirt Pea Pod in itself, we looked at how we could create it. And the Desert Stirt Pea Flower is actually in clusters. So we felt, okay, so you could start with one and then you could create the infrastructure, the interior design elements of it to suit your lifestyle, whatever because everyone's got a different lifestyle, a different way that they live and move through their daily activity. But the Desert Stirp Pea does have clusters of flowers on the tributaries. And so the stems of the Desert Stirp Pea became the authenticity of the breezeways, the interconnected breezeways. So you can see how when you're transcending all the time in the way your perceptions are constantly shifting, that your whole creative process really looks at things differently. And you can see the interconnected with everything. So therefore, how we build our communities, our cities, really can take on a whole different way. And there's many people around the world, as some of you who are listening to this, get that. You know, the cities, are, people are um, inspired by the change of that in creating communities. Some houses, you know, you've got so many um, voids of not being, uh, not utilised space, you know, hallways and things like that. There's lots of things we don't utilise. So the breezeways were the tributaries of the interconnecting flower pods. And then we thought, okay, so then we could do clusters of them and you could create just like the, the limbs, the, the stems of those um, that plant uh, goes in different directions. You could create the breezeways that go into different directions and place a different pod. So you might have a pod that was a bathroom and somewhere to sleep. Or you might have a pod that you use solely for creating in your workflow. Or just a quiet space because maybe within your life you really need that cocooning in your life. You know, for whatever reason, everyone has their own journey, remember. But some of you might want to use a pod just for that pure creative, you know, very arty and you love the colour and you're inspired by that. And you have all this beautiful cross-ventilation because every panel, there's six pe petals in the flower and every panel on both floors has a window on it. So there's lots of windows, lots of lights, lots of ability to create different patterns based on the natural environment that is then casting through the moonlight and the sunlight. So this is tied into the transcendence because we are affected by our environment. So it's up to us to create the environment that best serves us for remaining in a, a, in a well state. So we are renewing and we are renewable. That's the thing. We are, we're not in scarcity unless we choose to be. We're renewable. So we looked at that and then we thought, oh, but we could also use another pod for a kitchen and just 
digestion, you know, digestion. And then a place to connect. Or we could use it. There's so many uses. So you can see where we're going. There's so many different tributaries. But it was based on the system of how the desert peas flowers were grouping themselves together. And then they form the pods. This is fascinating, isn't it? Isn't it? So for those of you who are really interested, and you know, because there's a huge tiny house movement, and it's not necessarily about creating a, a tiny house as such, but really it's a, for a lot of us, and some of you might be some of those people, it's about utilising our space differently and how we can utilise it more effectively and allow ourselves more space to live the life we want to live rather than being a slave to an existence or an economy that maybe we no longer gel with. It's really, really important because it helps our health and well-being. So we just wanted to share that just for a brief moment in the scheme of things because everything is just one moment in the vastness of the cosmos. But we hope you enjoyed it. We certainly enjoyed the share. And we look forward to catching you in our next podcast. Namaste and bye for now.